I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Um, about like twice a year, I double check to make sure that none of the fan fiction that I wrote and put on Wattpad is not somewhere existing on the <laughs> internet. I like just double check just to make sure that it's not there. Ooh, because those are embarrassing. <laughs> so you took them down off of Wattpad? Yeah, I sure did. I took them down. What did you soon. write about? Like what? It's mostly one specific fanfic. The other ones, I was just like, they're not good, and they never finished them or whatever, and they weren't really of any notoriety or anything like that. So I just like took them down. Um, I think I took them down also because I wanted like that whole account to not even exist yeah. or whatever. Uh, but it's one in particular that I wrote about um, that was about a boy that I liked in <laughs> middle school. So oh my God, real person fanfic. Yeah, real person fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> real person alert. Um, so yeah, that's the particular one that I, I make sure it does not exist anywhere. <laughs> that is amazing. I I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> Um, all right, enough of that, though. Um, <laughs> welcome to the pod, guys. I'm Spencer, sitting here with Alaska, of What's course. Um, and we are on episode five of the Concerning Fan Fiction series. I'm like, I warned you guys that this was a long-ass series, all right? This is the last of the, like, true background section. Mm-hmm. Uh before we get into the crazy <laughs> deep dives, yes. until we go down all the rabbit holes that you ever wanted to go down, we're going down them. Yeah. So last week we talked about um, fanfic.net and AO3. We are continuing on with websites today mm-hmm. uh, with the notorious Wattpad. Wattpad, my stomping grounds, the place that holds my heart. <laughs> so Wattpad was created by um, Alan Lau and Ivan Yuen, uh, who were Canadian tech developers. Love that. Um, you know. The only thing that is I've, I've ever loved out of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Curtis Connor. Sure. Two things. Mm, yeah, Curtis can stay. Yeah. Um, so this all kind of started in 2002 uh, with the tech company, the like mobile gaming company, Tira Wireless. Mm-hmm. So Alan was the co-founder of Tira and uh, Ivan was actually an early employee of the company. Oh. Um, and then Alan was basically trying to develop a mobile reading platform for his Nokia phone. It's 2002. Yeah. <laughs> um, which would only display five lines of text at a time. So mm-hmm. like imagine trying to read a fucking book. Ooh, that'd be tough. Um, yeah. So Ivan while he was working there, asked for Alan's feedback on an e-reading project and basically found that they were both trying to create a similar thing in the confines of the company and mm. so decided to create Wattpad together. So, um, Oh, cute. Alan actually flew to Vancouver to meet with Ivan in person and they had their first meeting uh, where they decided a whole bunch of stuff about Wattpad, which is very fascinating to me. <laughs> so um, at their first meeting, they decided that it would be 100% free 
As it should be. As it should be. So they also decided that it would be too much work uh, to create and maintain their own catalog of content. And so it was better to focus on building a platform and letting the community decide what mm. they would want to read. Yeah. They also decided at the first meeting the ways of displaying new and popular content, which became their like, what's hot? What's new? Like a fixture of Wattpad that you don't see on fanfic.net or mm. AO3. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of a defining feature of it. So that was all decided at the first meeting. Wow. Wattpad was officially released, created in um November of 2006 mm. with a vision to change the way we share stories that was like a tagline for them cute <laughs> um so the idea was that readers would be able to download the app to read and chat about fiction shared by either professionals or aspiring writers so amateurs mm-hmm. um it was basically an ebook community mm-hmm. is what it was marketed as um more than just like a fanfic archive site which is what you know, archive of our own and fanfiction.net are their archive right. sites. I did see something where somebody called it the YouTube for ebooks, and I don't know what that means. Um, mm. I was like really trying to understand what YouTube for ebooks is. I guess they mean like YouTube is like a free video content site, so then this is like the free ebook site because everywhere else you have to pay for them, but that's a stretch. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I guess. I'm like, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was extremely interesting that this app came out before Kindle or the iPhone. Mm. Uh, so it predates Kindle. Kindle was probably, you know, got some of their ideas from Wattpad. Probably. Um, which I was like, that's so fascinating to me that somebody was already thinking about this for mm-hmm. like years before it came out. And Alan said in an interview, he said, we know that the... We knew that the paper format would become obsolete, which it hasn't, but okay. Yeah. Um, we knew people would read digitally exactly how it was kind of fuzzy (laughs) yeah um which also just reminded me of the time when like kindle was first becoming big in like the late 2000s like early 2010s and people were like really upset about people not buying physical books Mm -hmm, i don't know if that was like a thing that you encountered but like especially when i was in high school people were like well i like to read real books like Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or people were like, yeah, there's soon there's not going to be any books on the shelves. Like, no one will read books ever, which is, like, yeah. not what happened because it's just, like, it made books more accessible, but it doesn't mean that, like, nobody is reading physical books anymore. Right, like, yeah, that's just- <laughs> so strange. I, re- I remember specifically the, like, books are going to be obsolete kind of thing, which I was like, why? Like, people like books. Like, people like physical books. I like physical books. Yeah. Um, I think Kindles are awesome, and I, yeah, they're, like, really cool that you can have all of these books and it's so much more accessible I think um but I fucking love physical books yeah. I will never stop buying physical books until I croak right I was like they have a different pull to them it doesn't make them like obsolete yeah um that was just a very silly thing mm-hmm. for people to perpetuate I think it was because they were witnessing what was happening to like VHS and DVDs yeah. slowly and it's like that was just a different media format mm-hmm. like at both of them end up on your computer both of them end up like on your screen you know mm-hmm. what I mean so it's like it, books are not the same like yeah it's not the same as like a VHS. Like it is a physical thing that can mm-hmm. exist for a very long time. It just reminds me of, um, I forget which philosopher or whatever said it, but they were like uh, really against writing, like the act of writing down like a written language because they thought that writing things down would allow people to forget stuff. They were like, <laughs> people are not going to retain information if they're able to write it down. That's the same thing. It's like, it's on a screen. I'm right. Like, You're like, okay. Chill out. Like, it's fine. Just take a deep breath. Like, it's going to be okay. So in 2007, the next year, Wattpad added 17,000 ebooks from Project Gutenberg. Oh. Which is like a fuck ton. That's a lot of books. 
by 2009, June of 2009, Wattpad had been downloaded over 5 million times. I think 2009 was around the time that I downloaded it. I think that's when I was like, oh, Wattpad, what's this? Yeah. You know, I feel that. Mm Mm-hmm. In 2011, they received $3.5 million from investors and then raised an additional $17.3 million from a group of venture funds um, in 2012. Shit. Um, also in 2011, they were selected as the hottest digital media company in the country at the Canadian Innovation Exchange. Oh, so, okay. You know, interesting. Um, and the same year, Ivan was recognized as a... Uh, one of the top Canadian entrepreneurs at the Impact Infused Awards. So they got wow. a lot of recognition in 2011. Good for them. Which is the year I graduated from high school. <laughs> in 2013, they launched Stories. That's like what it was called, mm. Stories, um, which was basically profiles of people who um, whose lives had been transformed by stories. I was very confused by this because I was like, was this on the app? Yeah, I was just, like, kind of confused about this, and I couldn't find a lot of information about it, but I guess they were just trying to recognize people who are on the app. Really unsure. Mm. And then also in 2013, they surpassed 28 million uploads on their website, which means that they were on, like, the um, Alan said, we are on track to surpass the total number of books that have been published since the advent of printing. Oh, my God. <laughs> which is insane. They signed a contract in 2014 with Pop Fiction, which is like a Filipino um, company, Mm. which would like print specifically Filipino Wattpad stories in the Philippines. Oh. Um, And then since then, some of these Wattpad series, like books have been um, developed into series. Mm. Wattpad and another company called Life is Beautiful, both publishing companies created Wattpad Presents, which is basically like a series of Wattpad stories turned into TV dramas. Very cool. So they've been working, they've been doing a lot, Mm -hmm. doing a lot. In 2015, they launched a secondary app uh, called After Dark, which is basically Mm. the same, but geared towards adult readers. It focused specifically on the romance genre. Yeah. So in 2017, they launched another app called Tap, which was a chat stories app, Mm. which is like, I think there's... um, Was it the Hooked app? Yeah, like Hooked, I think, does that kind of thing now. Um, So it would be like you were reading text messages as if it was like a private conversation on someone's phone. Um, But people, you know, could write their own and, you know, were published on the app. And then in July of the same year, they launched Tap Originals, which was a series of original stories produced by the app's uh, top-tier writers every single week. I'm just, like, very impressed with how much stuff they are, like, constantly coming out yeah. with. It's, like, exhausting to even read about. Uh, in 2018, they introduced new beta to a few select countries, which would basically, like, it introduced a thing where they there would be, like, Wattpad coins, which readers could use to, like, buy stories. So some sort of, like, paid version of it. I remember when that was introduced, <laughs> and I was upset. I was like, fuck you guys, actually, <laughs> for the shit. I feel like anytime anything premium is introduced, it's like, uh oh, like mm-hmm. where are we going? Yeah. Um, it was expanded worldwide in 2019, so that's fairly recent. Um, is that still a thing on Wattpad? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yikes. As well as their ads, so they have ads and the premium coins, paid stories, things like that. I'm assuming they had ads from the beginning because it's never been mentioned of a shift from no ads to ads, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense because they were not gearing towards the same group of people of like 
just fan fiction. They yeah. were sort of like, this is a publishing company. And yeah. it's like, if you say so. Mm-hmm. Um, in June of 2020, they, you know, because 2020 fucked everyone up, suffered a huge data breach that exposed almost 270 million records. Yeah. Whoa. It's like... Like uh, uh, user records? Yes. Oh, shit. It was initially sold uh, before it was published on a public hacking forum where it was widely circulated. So they just Good thing I deleted all my content. (laughs) My user information on there is gone. I was like, damn. And who even thought to, like, go after Wattpad? That's very funny to me. It's so Um, weird. They said that they have since investigated and patched the issue, but who knows? Mm. I feel like shit like this is always happening to, like, these second-rate websites like Yahoo. I feel like it's always having fucking data breaches and shit. I'm sure the other ones are, too, but we just don't hear about it as much. Yeah. And then last year, they were actually acquired by Naver Corporation for $600 million. Jesus Christ. of money. So much money. Um, The creators, the founders, said that they were basically still operating independently, um, and they were keeping all of their current leadership, but they were just owned by this other company. Mm. Um, Naver is a South Korean internet conglomerate. Yeah. Um, They own, like, so many fucking companies. I was looking through it. But the only one that I recognize that I think, like, is common worldwide is Webtoons. Oh. uh, Who were the people who published that lore Olympic series. Like, the one where it's, like, Hades and Persephone. Oh. Um, Yeah. I feel like I always see stuff about it. I'm, like, on TikTok. I've always Mm -hmm. heard about it. So Mm -hmm. they're the ones that published that. So they own that company as well. Interesting. um, Yeah, they own a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. Damn. What did you say? Six hundred million. Yeah. Oh my. Six hundred million dollars. Which I'm like, how much is Wattpad fucking making? Like I know. Yeah. I was, well, let's let's talk about the actual website. I wanted to go through the timeline of it first. So mm. You guys have an idea of the history of Wattpad. If we talk about some of the details. So mm-hmm. generally, uh, obviously they have stories that are that show up on like the what's hot, what's new list. Mm-hmm. For the stories that are on the what what's hot list, uh, they are almost always written by teenagers. That is like their largest demographic, mm. obviously. Well, because they're cool <laughs> as hell. Um, the featured story list is where they promote content that's been a rem- viewed and approved by staff and an editorial review board. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's for the more serious, like people who want professional writers bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, Personally, I would never go to Wattpad for that. Um, they do have, like, professional writers on there, like Margaret Atwood um, and, like, R.L. Stein have written stuff on Wattpad. Interesting. Uh, which I did not know. Um, yeah. Like, I knew they were gearing towards, like, a, yeah, this is about getting published. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Wattpad was from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that it was so, they were really trying to push for, like, original stories right. from professional mm-hmm. authors. And I guess it makes sense knowing that it's, like, supposed to be an e-book thing, but it's, like, fanfic was the thing. Yeah. Like, fanfic is what drove this mm-hmm. and is what the company is famous for now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because of this, like, because they allow fanfiction, they've been pretty heavily criticized for hosting copyrighted materials on their website. Of course, this is protected. Uh, they are protected by the DMCA. Right. Um, and, you know, they there really isn't any issue with them hosting it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just people writing silly little stories, you know, it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) It really isn't. It really isn't. They did announce a couple like initiatives to deal with these issues, but it seemed like most of them were more about, um, like piracy issues. So they Hmm. 
in, they created one program in 2009 called Authors in Charge, which basically allowed writers to identify and uh, remove infringing content from its website. Mm. So it's like, I guess that authors could pursue this, but, um, you know, it's obviously not a big deal because, like, enough authors are not doing that because most of what is Wattpad is copyrighted characters or real person fanfic, which is right. not copyrighted, but, you know, has its own issues. Mm-hmm. Um, they also host several writing contests each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is the Wadi Awards, which is the largest writing competition in the world. Wow. I know. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, in, 2013, or in 2011, they actually split it into three different levels of competition to give people a greater chance of winning. So popular, on the rise, and undiscovered were the, the three oh. categories. Mm-hmm. Um Margaret Atwood actually hosted the awards one year where they introduced a, like, poetry contest. Oh. Um, which gave people, you know, poets specifically, an ability to compete against each other. And it was also uh, the first major poetry contest to be created in this format. Interesting. So, very fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Wattpad is known best for fan fiction and, like, fandom culture. Um, I never used Wattpad because you have to make an account. Mm -hmm. And I could never be bothered to do that. Fair. Absolutely fair. (laughs) And honestly, AO3 is just more my speed. Mm -hmm. Um, And the ads kind of puts me off it. I gotta be honest. Yeah, the ads Um, are not fun, for sure. But I do see the poll, and obviously it is a very specific age group. You're going to get older people on some of these other websites. Like AO3 has a really solid mix. Fanfic.net at this point, I feel like it's a lot of older people. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wattpad gears very, very young. And so if you were interested in topics like boy bands, yes. um, <laughs> you know, or YouTubers, mm-hmm. like these sorts of things... Um, you know, that is the place to go. It's rather, the place to be tonight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so the most popular thing that has ever come out of Wattpad is After. After. My um. girl. <laughs> my girl Anna. We go way back. <laughs> so After was a One Direction fanfic about Harold, Harry Styles. Harold Styles, yes. Harold Styles. Harold Edward Styles, yeah. Uh, it became the most popular story on the site. It had over um, 11 million unique readers on the platform and has been read more than 1 billion times. Yep, yep. Um, did you want to talk about after? <laughs> after, okay. So I got into Wattpad, or I made an account on Wattpad for two reasons. One, I had a friend of mine in um, middle school that we would write, like, fun sh- stories together. And so we were thinking about putting some of those stories on Wattpad. And then the second was One Direction. I have been a fan of One Direction since whatever show they were on, X Factor, or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember even at this point now when Simon Cowell put them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there was a very big thing with One Direction where um, it was like team whatever boy is your favorite. Yeah. And I had a love-hate relationship with Niall, Niall being the only Irish one. So I was like <laughs> Irish pride and I hate <laughs> British people. But Period. also like Harry Styles and Zayn are like right there. Right. Um, so... I went there to because people were like they're posting like real like real person fanfics about these boys and I was like fuck yeah I'm gonna read all of them no matter which boys I even read some like Louis and Liam (laughs) ones and I don't really think about them um and I started reading after I think my my friend who I was writing stories with recommended it to me um 
I think she had maybe 10, 15 chapters. Wow. It was really, really early got on. Got in on the... Got in on the ground floor. <laughs> but bitch was popping, like, right away. Like, people loved that shit. Um, people were making, like, edits and stuff, like, really early. I don't know. It was just... It was in my sphere very quickly. <laughs> it is... It is wild. It's a great fic. Um in the way where it's great when you're a teenager, but as I was reading it again, I'm like, dear God, it, like, it's infuriating. Um, it's, like, the perfect fic for, like, little middle school, maybe high school teenage girl who, like, has never had sex before mm-hmm. and, like, is not ready to read some AO3 level stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? She just needs... AO3 is for the people who were not virgins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Although sometimes they slip in and you're reading it and you're, you're like, like, ooh. How are they doing that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that doesn't make sense. It's or, not physically possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Or the stuff that I have recently discovered where it is two men having sex, clearly written by a woman. Yeah. Uh, so they do things where you're like, that's not going to work. They can't do that. Let's... Let's build up to this. Yeah. Speak to one gay person. Yeah. Just one. I was like, stop watching gay porn and speak to a person in real life. Yes, because gay porn, that's not real. I'm like, they're prepping off screen. I mean, none of it's real, but yeah. They're prepping off screen, Mm -hmm. all right? Yeah. You can't just be doing this in your story. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, for sure. So that story was, like, perfect for, like, you've never had sex before, but you've maybe probably got some trauma, so you're really loving the, like, man who's angry at you. Of course. Um, Enemies to lovers. You gotta love that. Um, it's always good, except for when it's in Bridgerton. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately. Shonda, we, we need to have some words. Can we have a Bridgerton break really quick? Yes, let's do it. Um, This second season was, like, such a fucking disappointment. Yeah. I am so... I can't. I can't even deal with this. I was so excited. I knew it was enemies to lovers, and I yeah. was like, yes. And it's yes. about Anthony, and I was like, he's objectively he's, the hottest one in the show. He's so gorgeous. He's so pretty. Yeah. I could look at him all day. All day. And I just was like, I've never been more convinced that this man is gay. Mm-hmm. And the actor that plays him is gay in real life. Yes. And sometimes he says things in the show where you're like, that is something a gay man would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, just, there's just like this wall between the two main characters where it just like wasn't real chemistry. It was yeah. very much like... I'm a gay guy, yeah, acting. and a straight girl who are really, really close friends and work well together. Like they like each other, right? Um, it, I believe the banter. Yeah, I believe the banter. They repeatedly tell us straight to the audience that they're vexed by each other. Uh, I was over it. Um, I was over it, ep- especially by episode five. I was like, now I can tell we are just killing time treading water until episode eight so that we can have the big final connection moment and i'm like why why does it need to be in episode eight yeah i'm like i i loved i hate to say it but the first season was it's phenomenal compared to this because i found daphne really annoying in the first season at least by the end i was like you were you were driving me crazy her Mm -hmm. and um simon her her husband is that his name yeah i was like "Hmm, okay yeah yeah that one Mm mm-hmm so fucking annoying. Yeah. I was like, I'm so done with you. But at least they get together on, like, mm-hmm. the fourth episode. Yeah. We have to wait the entire time. We just have to, like, fuck around. Even when things are, like, big things are happening and then the scene ends and then the next scene they're just back to the way they were before. And you're like, good, I'm glad that nothing is changing and there's yeah. no point in me watching this. Mm-hmm. Like, two full episodes of, like, scenes that basically just don't matter at all. Yeah. Like, they just are time filler. Right. I'm like, cool, this is so great. I love wasting my time. I'm like, honestly, if you really want to watch the show, I would say watch all the scenes with Benedict because he's a joy. Benedict is incredible. He's my favorite. Any time that either Violet or Daphne 
looks angry while they're talking to Antony, mm-hmm. those are good scenes. Those are good scenes. Yep. Especially Daphne, because yes. she went for his fucking throat every single time they every were in a time. scene together. So yeah. that was fun. Yeah. Uh, but it, they were writing in a way where if it was written in fan fiction, mm-hmm. I would have jump shipped less than halfway through. Yeah. Like, enemy, I read Enemies to Lovers every day. Mm-hmm. I have read so many Dramine fakes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's all Enemies to Lovers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not how you do this. No, it's just garbage. And also, if they had just kept Colin out of the season, if they had just, like, you know said he was still traveling or just had him in a couple of scenes like here and there, maybe um, towards the end, like he's just now getting back or something. It would have been completely fine. And I wouldn't be so annoyed with him. Like he would just be another sibling, like in the way that Hyacinth and George are like, they're just there right now. Um, but they have ruined his character I just can't. so much in this season that if they, that now it's now required of Benedict's season to do something about Colin so that I don't just skip Colin's season. I know. Honestly, I'm like, Colin, you're annoying the fucking shit out of me. He, I just like, oh. not every turn, he just annoyed me more. Ugh. The like only good thing that he's ever done was like the last thing with the like, dude who owns the gentleman's club and even then i'm like and by that point i was so over him that i was yeah. like he doesn't even deserve respect yeah. for this because mm-hmm. i i'm done with him because i'm so fucking annoyed so. with him pen deserves better yes um but i can't wait to see where pen and eloise's friendship goes yeah um that was a true friend fight i believed it those two like, were incredible vicious, but in the way friends are when they fight yes absolutely um, um so that's exciting. I am excited for Eloise's story and then Benedict, <sighs> yes. who is a joy. As I've Benedict said. is so much fun. The one where he's on drugs at dinner is like my favorite scene. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's so good. <laughs> so um, that is our useless. Anyways, we're not, Bridgerton tangent. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't require a whole episode for us to tell you that Bridgerton season two was weak. Yeah, it was. Um, it does have some fun parts, but I feel like it could have just been a two hour movie and not eight hours. Yes. I was but like, here we are. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to the episode, our episode. Yes. Um, so you're talking about how after was enemies to lovers. It's yes. There. Enemies to lovers. Yes. Um, it's very like you lose your virginity with the main girl kind mm. of story, you know, but um, so it makes sense for a younger audience. Does it have like actual smut scenes? Mm, I wouldn't call them smut. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're 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 a little over PG thirteen for sure. Like you get some graphics in there, but it's still right. I don't know. Maybe like a French movie instead of like a porno. You know got what it. I mean? Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a little spicy. Like at the time, I was like, "What am You're I like, reading?" Crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I was getting the butterflies <laughs> when I was you know thirteen or whatever reading this. Um, and also at that point. It was all the guys' names were mm, in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was just like the boys. Uh, which also this one, I thought for some reason, this was the fic where she for some. Uh, I was mixing up this fic with the one with the girl who has the messy bun gets sold to One Direction thing. <laughs> that's like all over. People are always referencing that fic, which I also did read that one. But I think I was reading so many 1D fics at the time, they all kind of blurred together. But mm-hmm. those are two separate fics, which I need to go back and find that one, whatever one it yes, is. Yes, we will get to One Direction, the fandom as a whole, yes. uh, much later on. We yeah. have so much ground to cover before so much then, ground to we cover. will talk about One Direction fics. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys have favorites, send them to us. Yes. We'll talk about them. Yeah. Oh, um, 
And so this has been a joy for me rereading it because I am now, obviously, she had to go back and change all of the guys' names to whatever, different names. Um, I guess that was the choice that they made for the the book and as well as the movie. And she picks, like, the worst names that I could ever, like, oh, my God. And I didn't even realize, too, that at the time, Liam Payne was dating some woman. I think her name was Danny or something like that. And she is also in this fic. Wow. Um, so it's a, a little piece of, like, um, history yeah. just, like, baked into this fanfic, <laughs> which I love. fiction. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So it was a lot of fun. So that's so fun. Yeah. So this is, you know, obviously was mega popular on Wattpad. Um, she did change the names mm-hmm. and published them. I think there's, what, four books? Five. Five books. There's five, yeah. Uh, they've made at least one into a movie, but I think they're making the sequel. I, I think, think they've already made it. Or it has... in the process of making it. It's After We Collided, I think, is the se- name of the second movie. Oh, okay. We'll have to watch them. Maybe yeah. we'll react to them at some mm-hmm. point. Um, we'll have to because it has Ralph Fiennes nephew that's what I was gonna ask I was like it's the one with Voldemort right yes it's with Voldemort with baby Voldemort he played baby Voldemort in the movies and he is in there he is Harden Scott which is Harry Styles he's got a hard on Um, yeah he's got a hard on for Tessa terrible name yeah it's just it's awful I think so yeah Harry's is Harden uh, Harry is a pretty common name. I feel like you can just name your main. You could just like Harry. yeah, change the last name. Scott is a fine last name. Like that's normal. Yeah, Harry Scott. Sure. Cool. Yeah, that's some guy that exists um, somewhere. N- uh, Niall is Nate. Um, okay. Sure. Is she American? Mm, you know, that's a great question. I think she is. Okay. But I could be wrong. No, I think she is. Yes. No, she is because she doesn't know how to write. Um, how someone speaks in a British accent. Good. So all the guys sound American. Good. Because they, they all have the same voice, which I love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no British people. No British I've people. I've read too many yeah. uh, Harry Potter fics where they use arse yeah. in a sexual context. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you guys don't deserve rights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a couple lines here and there that I'm maybe the boys or some British person has actually said before. So those actually sound British, but most of them don't. Um, hold on. So Zane is Zed. Because, like, of course. Okay. Um, which is, like, how the British say Z because they're idiots. I guess there's not that many Z names. Yeah. So. Um, oh, God. Liam and... Liam is Landon. And Louis is... Landon. I know. Gross. Uh, Logan. Okay. That's yes. not bad. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, I find I that think, uh, fascinating. Now, I can't remember what Harry Styles' father's name is, but... I think it might start with a K, and so his father in the story's name is Ken or something like that. Oh my god, his non-famous father is in the story. I think so. I think so. Um, so that's fun. Uh, I remember a, it was a really big deal with that fic too of who she was fan casting as Tessa, the like main girl. Oh yeah. And uh, so a big part of all the edits that you would see, and um, like she had a edit that was like the book cover when it was like first getting popular that had a oh freak i forget her name some blonde actress um and like harry styles like edited like photoshopped together it was really cute but so people would take that cover and then like put their fan cast of the girl that they wanted and there was like petitions to like see who would the fan cast be (laughs) and stuff like that oh my god it was it was all over the place i loved it um that is amazing. Yeah, um, but she pretty much knew from the start who she wanted to have it as fan cast is, and that's, like, what her cover was, was that edit that we'll post, obviously, on mm-hmm. Instagram. 
Um, and I don't think she really deviated from that. I think there's other people she'd be like, yeah, that'd be cool. But for the most part, she was like, if this was a movie right now, this is who I'm casting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, some things about her. Uh, she is from Ohio, so she is American. Yes. She's yeah. about as American as you can get. Yes. Um, she is also older than I am. She is 33. Oh. Uh, which really surprises me. Mm-hmm. Because I always felt like I was just a little bit too old to be into One Direction. Yeah. Um, and apparently that wasn't true for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she, yeah. So she's older than all of them then, right? Because they're not... Are they in their 30s? I don't know. I don't know. I have no I concept know nothing. for their I couldn't age. even name all of them and you just listed them. Oh. <laughs> so I, like, I don't think... I don't know. <laughs> I think they're all in their late... <laughs> 20s or maybe like just like turned 30 recently but yeah that's interesting um yeah i find that very fast i'm like yeah that is fascinating because i i it sounds like a teenage girl wrote it um i guess she must have been a a teenager at that point because i will i don't know time Uh, means nothing to me when did it first when was it first published that's a great question i love that you know this unresearched just (laughs) just pure vibes evolved into but you know this is great she was also um she got married when she was 18 years old to an american soldier by the way Um, and the two moved to fort hood texas so she was a texas girl at least for a little bit Mm. where she worked at waffle house and the makeup counter at ulta Okay, so I think it says 2013 was when the first chapter was ever published on uh, Wattpad. What year? Th- uh, 2013. So she would have been 24. Wow. Okay. Let's see. Let's see how old Harry Styles is. Uh, my man's an Aquarius. I do know that. He's 28. 28. Okay. So yeah, she's like, what, five years older than him? Yeah, because I'm like, me and him are exactly the same age. Oh, yes. You're born in the same year, right? Well, no. he's born in 94, but... Oh, but early 94. Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. So that's very fascinating to me. I'm yeah. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that. It just, like, seems a little strange. Yeah. I feel like after, um, and I, it was obviously been a blur for me because I was reading so much fan fiction around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been, you know, obviously with after since, like, the early days that I, if I remember correctly, I think, like, I read up until the, like, third one on Wattpad and... That, like, really, like, that story bookended, like, all of my 1D fanfic. Like, uh-huh. I was reading 1D, like, maybe a couple before, after, started after, and then I was, like, ravishing, like, all of the ones that I could find. And then once I fell out of really reading fanfic, because I didn't really read much fanfic after I stopped reading 1D fanfic, was, like, whenever, whatever we were at at that point with after in her sequels. And right. then I kind of fell off from there. So right. it was, like... A whirlwind started and closed with that series, so it's it's very close to my heart. Uh, you know, I love that. Also, um, just an update on the ages. Uh, basically, all of them are exactly my age, 93 or 94, yeah. except for Louis, who is two years older. He's 30 right now, so he's okay. born in 91. Right. So, yeah, so she is older than all, all of them. Mm-hmm. It does make it a little weird that she writes like she's a virgin when she was married. Yeah. So I got some questions for you. Yeah, Did unless she... she's just, like, really good at, like, evoking the, like, teenage virginity. Or not. Her character is, like, basically religious. Basically religious. Yeah, she's not actually, like, she's not, like, like, she is Christian or whatever. Like, she doesn't have, like, any, like, um, no explicit yeah, <laughs> religious <laughs> beliefs. But she's, like, very conservative and modest. And she, like, um, her and her boyfriend, 
that she meets before she meets, or, like, that she's with before she meets Hardin in the story are, like, waiting till marriage. They, like, have a promise ring, things like that. You know, like, she wears, like, jeans oh, yeah. and cardigans all the time. The moment a promise time. ring comes into the yeah. picture, I'm like, it's religious. Yeah. That's so funny that she's from Ohio. Did she say where she went to college? Because it takes place in Washington State. I don't know that she did go to college. Okay, just curious. Uh, it's um, very specific to the Washington State University. Um, that's like where they go to college in the story. Interesting. Maybe uh, yeah. because of Twilight. Or and that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Um, because a lot of it takes place of them having to kind of be near and then drive to Seattle for when they want to like go to things. I was like, this is giving Twilight, and I love it. That's so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I don't see anything about her going to college, which would make sense. She got married, you know, at 18 and Mm -hmm. then seemed to just be working after that um, and had a, she has a son now. Um, Okay, that makes a lot of sense because I was, there is one description of something that happens, um, or I guess kind of a lot of the descriptions. She's she's very insistent that she needs a car, which I'm like, sure, yeah, of course, a car would make it a lot easier to, like, move around. But I looked up the Washington State University campus, and it's, like, not that big. Like, most university campuses, it's, like, pretty, like, insulated. Like, it's very close together. Like, a lot of things are walking distance. A car would definitely make moving around, like, the whole area a lot easier. But she, like, talks about the frat house that he lives at being right off campus, but she, like, needs a car to get there. Like, it's impossible to, like, walk all the way. But I'm like, girl, it's, like, maybe a 20-minute walk. Like, what do you... It was very interesting. So there's things like that that I was like, you could have just looked up a map of the campus now, couldn't you? <laughs> I am now, because we are fully devolving, oh, my gosh. I have been... I have now on her Instagram. Yeah. I have scrolled back to... Wait, is her name actually Anna Todd? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 20... Oh, okay. Her first pick was in 2013, and she has a lot of after edits um, mm. So maybe we'll post some of those, like yeah. some of her Instagram things to our story. Um, seems like she made an Instagram maybe just for that, because that's almost all of them at first. Oh my god, what, like a, a relic? Um, which is great, because I was having such a hard time finding edits of it, and now here they are. Oh my god, I think this is the first time I've ever seen her face. She's so cute! Oh my god, cutie patootie. So anyways, Wattpad changed her life. Good for her. Good for her. And so... Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Thank so you, Anna. Good. We love you. So, of course, that is like the most, I would say, the most famous mm-hmm. that has come out of Wattpad. Um, it, so on the website, fan fiction is the third largest category. Um, okay. But the first two are romance and then teen fiction. Of them, many are fanfics. So even though it's like the third largest category, mm. if you're looking at just the top two categories... It's mostly fanfic in them as well. So fanfiction is like the bulk of what's being read. Mm -hmm. So they have former ties to publishing houses that um, actually helped Wattpad authors receive compensation for their writing. Oh. Uh, They were tied to source books at one point, uh, which is like a publishing house. Mm -hmm. Uh, More traditional publishing houses such as Random House and HarperCollins have approached popular Wattpad authors to negotiate publishing deals. Um, which allows the website is basically like a springboard for uh, like into more traditional publishing. Yeah. So I find that very interesting. I wonder that a lot when I read really good fanfics on AO3, if these people are ever approached by like publishing companies. I know that the woman who wrote um, 
the auction, which is like a extremely popular Germani fic. We'll talk about it way later. Yeah. Um, she um, has a book that is actually being published like by an actual publishing house now. But mm. I always wonder like if that's something that happens when things go, you know, get, become super popular on these other websites or if it's only out of Wattpad because I yeah. feel like that's most of what I've heard. Yeah. Or it's people pursuing it on their own, like trying to push it out into mm. a different thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the author of After, Anna Todd, she was given a publishing deal from Simon & Schuster. I feel like there's all these publishing companies, and I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also have their own branch called Wattpad Studios that basically connects popular writers to both the publishing and film industries. So right. they have really like zeroed in on this aspect of their website. Mm-hmm. In 2019, they launched Wattpad Books, which the purpose was to, like, take the guesswork out of publishing. Hmm. Um, I think it's run by Wattpad Studios, which is the company, the thing I just mentioned that Mm -hmm. connects them. Um, I don't really understand what they do. Uh, I read some stuff. It's, like, the same thing I was talking about last time where it was, like, reading um, about, like, their, like, technical systems. Um, So I didn't really understand this, but that's what they do there very yeah. focused on it. Obviously, it was created by tech people that know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, from what I could gather from Wattpad Books when I was trying to look up some of these um, cover arts for, um, you know, these fanfics or stories on Wattpad that have gotten, like, super popular is um, that they leave the original version of the, you know, work on Wattpad and it's accessible. Most of them are still like the free version, just like however edited or unedited it is, like it doesn't change at all. And some of them have been um, put behind a paywall and are not paid stories, even like the original versions. And then the Wattpad books one has like very specific like um, cover art. I'm mm. sure that they've probably, you know, have artists on hand or whatever to do that kind of stuff, like professional editing. Um, even just, like, more refined summaries than, like, something that, like, just the author would post of, like, a one little one-liner or something like that or a really super long summary, like, more professional-looking stuff. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I'm guessing it's just them to keep all of it on Wattpad so it's still, like, the place to go to access these kinds of stories, uh, but still giving it a professional feel. Interesting. I I do think it's interesting that they leave it up. Mm -hmm. Like, you think about a lot of traditionally published um, fanfics, like Fifty Shades of Grey being the most notorious, Mm -hmm. was taken down a couple months before she published it. That makes sense. it's, It's interesting to me. Yeah, because um, like, After is still on there, which I read the original version, but it's, like, largely unedited, other than most of the chapters have the name changes. Some of them don't, actually. <laughs> they never went back and fixed those. Um, so it's not, like, the same version as the published version. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, Wattpad also partnered with um, Anvil Publishing, which is also in the Philippines. It's Philippines' leading publishers. Hmm. Uh, And they created Bliss Books, which is a YA imprint with Filipino young adult and romance fanatics as their target market. So very um, specific group. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other super famous story that came out, like the next very famous story that came out of Wattpad is The Kissing Booth. Yes, The um, Kissing Booth. Which, you know, written on story on Wattpad, it, I think it did win one of the, like, Wadi Awards for, like, most popular teen fiction. Yeah. Um, it had 19 million reads in 2012 and then was published Oof. by Penguin Random House in 2013. Wow. Um, 
which I didn't I didn't realize that that was from Wattpad. Uh, it was interesting when I was reading about it, though, because the people who made The Kissing Booth are convinced that it is the most watched movie in the world. <laughs> uh, it is not. And I was like, I'm just going to breeze right past that. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. I have yet if to meet a, so. a person who has, like, a, a glowing opinion of The Kissing Booth. I know people who love it, but in the way they're, like, they love not great content. Right, like the way I love Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, exactly. It's like, ooh, I love that. But, like, nobody's thought, like, this is, like, Joey King and Jacob Elordi's, like, best work or whatever. Right. Like, nobody's, like, praising it for, yeah, like, a, being an impeccable movie or book or whatever. Right. That's so funny. Um... I think it's interesting that the things that Wattpad is known for become these sort of like, yeah, I like it, but in a way that's like, it's not good. I'm not recommending it. Yeah. But I like but it. But I like it. Yeah. And it's like, that's their brand. So mm-hmm. honestly, hearing about all the like professional writers on there, it almost feels like a little, I get like secondhand embarrassment just a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, the other story that I want to talk about uh, just briefly um, is stuck in an island with Josh Hutcherson. Yes. Uh, stuck in an island <laughs> with Josh Hutcherson. An amazing story. Uh, Josh Hutcherson fanfic. Yes. Um, if you want to watch a video where somebody talks about it for a very long time, Jenny Nicholson has a great video on it and it is yes. very fucking funny. It's so good. Um, the exact kind of content you want from Wattpad. Yeah. Um, you come to expect. There is bad fanfiction on every fanfic site. Every single Wattpad one. is the king. Yes. Um, and because they really push popular fanfics if they are really bad they will become really popular because people will go and read them because they're bad yeah um and which then is they get so much fun more and more and more uh so it kind of facilitates in the same way that the youtube explore page does yeah if it you know a lot of people are paying attention to it doesn't mean that it's good no um. <laughs> it does not mean it's good yeah i mean that comes with the you know younger audience younger writers kind of thing of the platform just have like you know a less of a command of writing of yeah. the english language you right know? which i'm like i'm still down for them to like oh, yeah do it like go out like write your shit yeah um but yes it is very much has tainted the world of wattpad uh irrevocably Yes. This is the world of Wattpad at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of publishing, because that is their focus, whether, you know, for good or evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to talk briefly about Kindle Worlds. Yeah. Uh, so Kindle Worlds was a self-publisher service made by Amazon, uh, which basically allowed people to make money from, from fan fictions, but only within the confines of like specific licensed media Ah. Um, materials. Mm-hmm. So it only ran from 2013 to August of 2018 when it was like shut down with very little notice. It seems like they sent out some notice to the authors um, without making like an actual news statement and then kind of <laughs> just quietly shut it down. Uh, they had a ban on pornography and offensive content. I couldn't find any actual like documentation on what they meant by that. So it seemed kind of arbitrary. Yeah. Um, the copyright holders who they partnered with could either accept or decline the stories and, um, they would have to go through a process of like going through content standards and having it read by that point of view before it was published. And then once it was the author, the owner of the copyright and Amazon would split the sales price. Um, God, that's so complicated and so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I agree. Um, they really only had a few licensed properties. Seemed like people were not really going for this. Can't imagine why. Um, yeah. I don't think I would. I don't, you know, I just think that's very, a lot to, yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so some of the big ones that they had was G.I. Joe, which it's like, are people writing G.I. Joe fanfic? I don't know. That's so funny. Gossip Girl, Veronica Mars, Pretty Little Liars, and probably most famously Vampire Diaries. Oh, okay, Um, okay, okay. Which the reason I say that is because the Vampire Diaries um, author ended up writing sequels to the books on Kindle Worlds. So she was hired by Harper Paperbacks, who's the people who publish these books, to write a teen vampire series. So Mm -hmm. this is the kind of thing where they, instead of having like an author approach them with something that is already written, they are like commissioning it. They're like, we want to write something in this genre. And then they just hire somebody to write it. Yeah. Uh, So that's how Vampire Diaries began. She wrote the first seven books before Harper Paperbacks decided that they did not like where the series was headed. Um, And so she was fired. (laughs) Oh and the next three books were written by an unknown ghostwriter, which is what a thankless job. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think they picked up another author to write like the next four. It's like mm. a ton of these. Yeah. Um, so the original author, LJ Smith, um, had a fan following at this point. Obviously, people loved her books. And so when Kindle Worlds came around and made a partnership with Harper Paperbacks, um, she started writing sequels to The Vampire Diary, like the books that she had wanted to write for the story that she wanted to create on the platform. Um, Another Ginny Nicholson video that talks about this Mm -hmm. and her three-hour-long video about Vampire Diaries. Um, But I find this really interesting because it makes me wonder, like, what does canon mean in this context? Right. Like, at this point, she is now writing fan fiction technically about her own work. Right. And it's like, it's only fan fiction because it's owned by somebody else. Right. But it's like, but it's still her brainchild. Right. So is it fan fiction or is the thing that is continued to publish by Harper publishing fan mm-hmm. fiction in the, like, context of what is canon? Like, right. what is actually what happened in the story right like whose whose rights are more important the copyright holder or the author right yeah it's just like creates a very interesting issue for me i was like trying to think of like you know i don't know anyone that is a fan of vampire diaries and i wonder about the fandom of like you know what do they think about that they're like do they take her books as canon do Mm. they just like did they just get on board with the other ones and they just followed through or like is the fandom split because if they like the way that it went originally, then they're going to stick with it. But if they like the new version or like her version, then, you know, they move on over. Yeah. If there's like discourse about it. Yeah. I'm like, I find that very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Kindle Worlds, other than that, made very little impact on the world. Yeah. And then quietly shut down. As they should. Um, The same way that Amazon Books is going. Thank God those fucking bookstores are on the outs. I think the only one that exists... um, is the one in Bethesda because Bezos lives around here. Right. So I think that he's really like holding out on that shit. Holding on to that one. Yeah. Um, So there are other websites that host fan fiction that are not fan fiction specific. I've decided to really deep dive cover these on later episodes, but the big ones would be, you know, Tumblr Mm -hmm. is the place for fan fiction. But when Tumblr took down, you know, pornography and made it really difficult to search for things using tags, it really damaged the fanfiction community on mm-hmm. Tumblr. So usually Tumblr's, like Tumblr pages are used as side-along social media for fanfiction posted on fanfiction sites. Yeah. Um, and there is still fanfiction. Usually if I'm trying to read fanfiction about a character, like, and I don't want to read the serious stuff, mm-hmm. I'll look on Tumblr because it's almost exclusively, like, one-shots. And yeah. And like, really quick, like, imagines, like, those sorts of things. Which um, are so fun. I love those. Yeah. I was like, sometimes that's just all you need. Mm-hmm. Um 
we will talk about it in depth later, especially when we get into Harry Potter, because, yeah. oh my God, oh my God, mm-hmm. the Harry mm-hmm. Potter fan fiction on Tumblr disturbs me. It's, it's a I rough read world some out there. Crazy stuff. So that's really saying something. There mm-hmm. is fan fiction on Twitter. People write like fan fiction. Like there's a really famous one that writes like Beyonce fanfic through the confines of Twitter, which, which I is, think is a choice. Yeah. It's, um, I want to say in the most like neutral way I can. Like I really don't want to take away any positive connotations to this word. Impressive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's commitment. It's, com- yeah, they're committed. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then my personal favorite, again, we are going to really deep dive into this later, is TikTok fan fiction. Yes. Where it is edited using original like stuff from movies and whatever, like mm-hmm. what have you. Um, and they make like YN fan fiction on TikTok. And they're edited really well the for the most part. The people who are like making this shit are next level. Like it's I, some of the stuff that I have seen, I'm like honestly genuinely very impressed with their editing skills. Yeah. Um, we will really talk about this when we get into mega fandoms and then moving forward from there because it is a whole world of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are websites like that. I like, just wanted to mention them here that there are other things, but the big ones are fanfic.net, AO3, and, and Wattpad. Wattpad. Those mm-hmm. are, you know, our heavyweights as far as like fan fiction and where most of this fan fiction will be found. Right. So. That kind of closes out our background for the most part. Ooh, we, we did, did it. five whole episodes of it. Yeah. Um, next week will be our episode of the deep dive into the legal aspect of fan fiction. Mm-hmm. It will give you a really good grasp on it, but it will be a lot of legal nonsense. So if that's not your thing, we'll see you the week after. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to, like, it is important for when we're talking about published fan fiction and mm-hmm. some of this other stuff. But um, we are not pretentious people, nor do we pretend to be... Um, anywhere close to lawyers. Um, So even though we do have a pretty good understanding of copyright law, trademark law, things like that, um, we try really hard not to, you know, bombard you with legal jargon. So it will still be at, you know, what I think will be very accessible, but also can be kind of boring if you're not into it. There there could be a lot of details. Um, I'll try and provide a you know, TLDR mm-hmm. um, at the end of the episode about yeah. whether or not it's legal because it is very much a gray area, it even is. more so than other things that could be considered for use. So that will be next week. Um, and then since we have laid the groundwork and you sort of have, you know, the border to fill in, uh, we will finally get into some of the cultural juggernauts as far as like, you know, fan fiction mm-hmm. and certain ones that literally changed the um literary world yes um yeah and don't worry we're going to get to 9 11 9-11 will be in just cool your this jets. series i mean not jets uh i just <laughs> <laughs> stop i'm gonna die oh man um, um so yeah we'll get there we're gonna get there okay just enjoy There's the ride so much to talk about um this, you know, this is going to be the one-stop shop for fan fiction nonsense. Mm-hmm. So just enjoy the ride. We'll see you next yeah. week for our legal jargon. Um, we'll go from there. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. Bye. The Podcast Rejects is a Gamer Frauds Network production. Find us on Instagram at The Podcast Rejects. For early access to all Gamer Frauds Network content and a ton of exclusive perks, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamerfrauds.